Welcome to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate about helping children to have a strong foundation in Jesus. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I am so excited to have Ken Ham again on our show. He's one of the top biblical apologetic speakers in North America. He is the president, CEO, and founder of Answers in Genesis, U.S., the highly acclaimed Creation Museum and the world-renowned Ark Encounter. As an author, he has sold over 3 million copies of his impressive collection of 26 best-selling adult and children's books focused on the relevance and authority of the book of Genesis. Husband, father of five, and grandfather of 18, Ken has a heart for passing on a legacy of faith and truth to the next generation and equipping others to defend their faith and share the message of salvation. And we had Ken on season one, and now we're happy to have him again. And we also have Ken on the Tips from the Experts video series that we have on RaisingChristianKids.com. Thank you, Ken, for being on our show today. Hey, it's great to be with you again. We are so happy to bring this month of apologetics to our listeners for them to prepare their children to know how to defend their faith using scientific evidence, biblical evidence, the word of God, and prayer. And so can you explain why a biblical worldview taught early is vitally important? Well, you know, one of the things that I have been doing recently is giving parents examples of why it's so important to teach a biblical worldview. You know, one of the things that I found is a lot of people don't understand what worldview is, right? Now, what is what do we mean by worldview? Worldview is your way of thinking. Now, I have glasses on so I can read. As you get older, you know, things wear out, right? But actually, everybody has a set of glasses on. So if you think of worldview as like a set of glasses, and you're looking at the world through this set of glasses, and there's only two ways to look at the world. You either start from God's word, and God who knows everything, and who's revealed to us in his word key elements for us to correctly understand the world, or you start with man's word, man who doesn't know everything. Now, to give you a practical example, a lot of times I, I'll see, for instance, in, uh, in a children's book, and it'll say, God made this beautiful world we live in. Now, there is beauty in this world. That's true. But here's what the atheist will say to your kids. Oh, you're told that God made this beautiful world, but look at, look at the disease out there. Look at death. Look at suffering. How can you say there's, that this is a beautiful world? There can't be a loving God because people die. People get horrible diseases. But see, if you taught your kids a biblical worldview, starting from the Bible, you would know it was once all beautiful. But now because of sin, our sin in Adam, it's all messed up. And so we see a remnant of beauty, but we're living in a fallen world. And so it's not what it used to be. And our kids need to understand that because otherwise the atheist can lead them astray. And by saying, oh, see all the death and suffering can't be a loving God. But if your kids are taught a true biblical worldview starting from God's word, oh, but we're living in a fallen world. Our sin, our sin caused this. You know, you know, other examples, for instance, well, we do this at the ark on the second deck. We have an exhibit where 
we show all these children's books that have Noah's Ark looking like an overloaded bathtub with giraffes sticking out the chimney about to sink at any moment. Now, they may be cute, you know, what I call the bathtub arcs may be cute, but they're really dangerous because the atheists, one of the things they've been saying for years and years and years, in fact, uh, you know, I can remember when I was a school teacher in the 70s and the atheists were saying this, Noah couldn't fit all the animals on the ark. Well, kids look at that bathtub ark and they think, well, he couldn't fit the animals on that. And that's what the atheists would say, see, he couldn't fit the animals on there. But if you actually draw Noah's ark according to the dimensions given in the Bible, and we rebuilt that ark here in northern Kentucky, as you know, and it's a tourist attraction. People come from all over the world to see it. The first thing kids do, I notice many of them, when they look at the ark, they're saying, wow, it's so big. I remember one little boy saying, wow, no, it could fit the animals on that ark. So, you know, we've got to be careful in that teaching a true biblical worldview, we'd be starting from the Bible, Noah's ark was a massive ship, not a bathtub ark. And, you know, there, there are lots of other examples too. Like I noticed that a lot of children's books sometimes have you know, poodles in the Garden of Eden or Holstein cows in the Garden of Eden. Here's a problem because we know that they've been bred. Holstein cows are a breed of cattle and poodles are a breed of dogs. And we know that they've been bred in the last few hundred years. And so the evolutionists will say, so your, your parents told you that God made all the animals we see today? But wait a minute, cows have changed and dogs have changed and these breeds have been bred in the last few hundred years. See, evolution's true. But if we taught them correctly, we would have taught them God made the distinct kinds of animals. He made the dog kind, the cat kind, the cattle kind. Two of each kind got on the ark, seven pairs of some, came off the ark. And because of all the information in DNA, we talked about DNA before, over time, as they bred uh, more and more cows and more and more dogs and moved away from each other, you formed different species within a kind. And because of all the information God put there, that's not evolution. So, you know, God didn't make the poodle directly. He made the dog kind. The poodle is a descendant of the dog kind. So we've got to teach them correctly or the evolutionists will capture their minds and their hearts and drag them away from the Lord. So we've got to teach them a true biblical worldview, which means starting from the Bible, which also means really starting from Genesis 1 to 11, because Genesis 1 to 11 is the foundation for everything, everything, a whole worldview, but everything. Yes. And you know, you can just say to a child, look, we see all the people, the various kinds of people, but it started with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. And so there aren't different races of people. There's different people groups for all one race. So again, that's all a part of teaching our biblical worldview. Absolutely. Could you just tell us about the Creation Museum, some of the highlights at the Creation Museum and at the Ark Encounter for our listeners, please? Sure. You know, the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum are the two leading Christian-themed attractions in the world. And people have asked me over the years, you know, why did you build these? Well, really, we built them to help the Bible come alive. And because we have all sorts of scientists here at the Ministry of Answers in Genesis. And we've been able to get answers in astronomy and geology and biology and anthropology and uh, answers in all sorts of areas to what the, the world is saying, what the evolutionists are saying that contradicts the Bible to help people know the Bible is true. And so uh, we built the Creation Museum. It's got a planetarium, so you can come and learn about astronomy. You sit in the seats and we take you into outer space and you learn all sorts of things about the stars and 
they couldn't have evolved from a big bang and uh, how they declare the glory of God. We have a 4D theater as well. We give you a whole overview of the Bible in the 4D theater. Better 3D than the movies, actually, because you have an infrared glasses uh, that actually sense things uh, because they're battery operated and you actually get better 3D. It's just absolutely fascinating. And then we have this whole walk through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and we uh, go through and we answer skeptical questions. And so you walk through creation and the fall of man and then the flood catastrophe. And we've got all sorts of information there uh, in the flood geology room about the Grand Canyon and about layers and fossils. And we have a fossil dinosaur there. And then confusion, Tower of Babel, and all about the fact we're one race and skin color and dealing with all those issues. And then the gospel, Christ cross consummation. Uh, we have a, a dinosaur exhibit, a two-story dinosaur exhibit. We have an insectarium. We also have a, an exhibit about Israel called Borderland. And then we have a fearfully and wonderfully made exhibit, which is all about the development of a baby from fertilization right through to when it's born. And it's the most powerful pro-life exhibit in the world, I believe. And then we have the gardens outside and a petting zoo and all sorts of teaching associated with that as well. And we do programs here. So the Creation Museum is unique in the world. You could spend a couple of days here easily. People come from all over the world to do that. And it's for the whole family. And so it's very experiential as well. So parents, kids of all ages actually experience the Bible. It sort of makes the Bible come alive. And when you look at the exhibit of the baby in the womb, it's so real life looking that you actually had put signs up there saying that these are not real babies. Yeah, exactly. That We had to have those signs saying these are actually models because our researchers, you know, our artists, designers tried to find models for this exhibit from around the world. We couldn't find anything that was good enough. And we worked with an anatomist. And we made sure that these models look exactly like they look in the mother's womb, even the same color that they would be at that stage. I mean, they are intricate models. And when people come through and see that, it really impacts them and uh, goes through the whole development of a baby. And to understand that we're made in God's image right from fertilization. I think that's so important to instill in children. They need to see this when they're young. But that is you know, actually a, a baby, a real baby, not a, a cell, you know, it's right, a baby. or a blob of tissue or whatever. Or, yeah. And, you know, I see families all the time taking their children through that exhibit and teaching them about, you know, how you developed in your mother's womb and so on. It's a great opportunity for parents to teach their children and then to deal with issues like abortion and that sort of thing, uh, which are so prevalent in our culture today. And so, you know, you can do that with all sorts of exhibits. One of the exhibits we have at the Creation Museum, one of the newer exhibits, is all about the history of the Bible. Because most, most parents don't even know, how did the Bible come about? You know, how did this all come together? Who decided these were the books for the Bible? So we go through and show you the whole history of that, uh, right up to God bringing his word together for us, his written word together for us. And so at the Creation Museum, there's so much to it. What a great place for parents to come and train oh, their children, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, teach their children. And then the Ark Encounter, you know, over the years, one of the most asked questions I've ever been asked is how could Noah get all the animals on the Ark? And the atheists use that to say, see, Noah's Ark can't be true. Noah couldn't get all the animals on board. And so we used to, you know, have camps, teaching camps, and to try to get people to understand the size of the Ark, we'd get helium balloons. 
and go out and put them on string and try to get them to see how long it was, how wide it was, and how high it was, and so on. And so we always had this burden, wouldn't it be great to build a life-size ark, show people how big it was, and then answer all the questions about the animals and geology, you know, the flood and, and so on. And uh, so we did that. We rebuilt Noah's Ark to the size of the ark. It's one and a half times the length of a football field, half the width of a football field, 51 feet high, but it stands 15 feet off the ground. So it's seven stories high, 10 stories high at the bow, 3.3 million board feet of timber. It's all it's the biggest timber frame structure. That's the correct terminology, timber frame. Biggest timber frame structure in the world. And then when you go in there, you can go through all three decks. And as you go through all three decks, we're answering those questions. So how big was the ark? So how could Noah fit the animals on? We talk about kinds. We show people how there's plenty of room on the ark, how it could feed them and how it could get water to them and how it could survive, you know, the year of the, of the flood. And we answer questions about, you know, fossils and the, the people coming off the ark, the eight people giving rise to all the people on earth today. So we go through all, we have three, three decks filled with exhibits and answering all of those questions. Then we have a zoo at the back of the ark, and we have lots of teaching about kinds. And then we have a virtual reality ride where you sit in these seats and the seats move. You put the virtual reality goggles on and you feel like you're in a little spacecraft with this robot called Pod. And then the seats move. So you feel like you're having a ride in a spaceship going back to the time of Noah. Oh. And uh, then when we finish, they have a holographic image of me actually giving a message <laughs> about Noah's Ark and the door of the Ark and so on. We also have a lab. We have a lab at both a laboratory at both the Ark and the Creation Museum. So we do all sorts of workshops for kids, for young people. We do labs, chemistry labs, biology labs, and so on. Uh, so we have all these programs during the year, all these educational programs. We have our own horticultural department. So we have all these greenhouses and we do aquaponics and hydroponics. And, and we do use that for teaching kids and uh, teens and adults all about plants from a biblical perspective. And so they, they, these are really unique places in the world. Oh, let me tell you, you can go to Disney and you can ride a ride and ride a ride and ride another ride and have a hot dog and have some popcorn and see some Disney characters. Or you can go to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter and have a living experience that will blow your minds, that will connect you and your child together in a more profound, biblical way. The animatronics are second to none there. They're just amazing. Sorry, but don't take your kids to Disney. Take your kids to the Ark Encounter and to the Creation Museum. You will not regret it. And it's a 45-minute drive between the two. And, you know, I'm going to add one thing here, if I may. When you go to Disney and you say have a ride and a ride and a ride, you forgot to add one thing. You line up for three hours and have a ride and line up for another two hours and have a ride. Yeah, you're, you may have a ride and a ride and a ride, or you might have yeah. one ride and two rides all day long. Hey, yeah. You know what? It's fun to, you know, have a ride or whatever, but you can come to the Ark Encounter the Creation Museum and have a fun time, a family experience. It's fun just walking through the zoo and seeing the animals. and. We have our own animal actor stage. We have animal programs. You know, you, you can go to SeaWorld and have an animal program, but we give animal programs from a Christian biblical worldview perspective. And you, you can have fun seeing the ark and going through all the exhibits and have, have fun learning about the truth of God's word. And you know what? Our eternity 
there's nothing more important than where we're going to spend eternity. And so there's, the Ark and the Creation Museum are giving a message of truth. Yes. And that's, that's what, yeah, you can have fun as a family and learn the truth of God's word in the gospel. And you can teach your children the correct meta narrative worldview by going to these exhibits. Well, thank you, Ken, for all of this amazing information. And to my listeners, tune in for part two to hear the rest of our interview. Let's all work together to raise strong Christian kids. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.